The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. Ross, we're brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday evening, currently 6.51 on the East Coast. Here to more, uh, here to discuss more of the NBA Finals, getting some X's and O's matchups, stuff that we're looking out for. And here to break it down with me is my main man on the East Coast, after a short hiatus, uh, not his own fault, but we were out in Vegas last week. Surely missed my guy, Zach Broner. Zach, what's going on, my man? Hey, Moonop, good to be back. Uh, I, got, I got a little rundown of the Vegas trip. Sounds like it was pretty dope. Yep. Um, and I know, I know you guys ran into some fans out there, met them in person. That's also awesome. Um, and glad to be back. Yeah, it's uh, looking like a should be a great finals here. A lot to get into, a lot to... Uh, Lots of breakdown from the last round of the playoffs. I know people were kind of down on that round. It, there maybe some more blowouts in the Heat Celtics series, which went seven. Yeah. The Warriors Mavs series maybe slightly of a dud, but we'll see how this shapes out. I mean, I think it's it's there's a lot to get to, and also a lot to talk about as we kind of see what what a postseason with parity looks like. Right? It's not this was not an inevitable finals by any means, uh, sure. and every team this year was flawed. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll get into some of that as we get into these two teams. But so far, a very interesting postseason and one that is looks very different from what we're kind of gotten used to with the super teams of the Heat, Spurs, and Warriors, and and then LeBron being in the finals every year. So it's a new era and two flawed but very good teams in the finals and uh, a lot to break down for how they're going to attack each other. Yeah, man, it just felt like yesterday you and I were just talking about the NBA playoffs starting and how excited we were about it. And here we are down to the final two teams between the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics. Um, since it is fresh off the paper right now, we can just uh, talk about the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat series. And Zach, like you mentioned, uh, it goes to a game seven. It, it was a great epic game, defensive battle. At least over the last... I think three, four games of that series where we, we saw what we were, I guess, at least what I was expecting and a lot of people expecting it to be hard nosed, uh, tough defense uh, points being at a premium uh, shot making being very, very ugly. But um, I did actually have the Miami heat coming out to winning the series. They fell a little bit short there, but uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on this series between the Boston Celtics and the Miami heat. And if you also want to talk about, how these two teams ended up in the Eastern Conference Finals, man. I'll give you the floor here, man, wherever you want to talk about with these two teams. Yeah, so, I mean, I think kind of, yeah, kind of going back to what I was saying, and we'll love to get your thoughts on this too. I mean, these are two teams that, like, this is the result of parity, right? I mean, I don't think either of these teams are necessarily better than Milwaukee uh, 
or you know philly or even brooklyn like these aren't two elite teams and that we kind of saw throughout the series ups and downs both teams could look amazing one night terrible the next um i think what kind of came down to last night was i thought you know boston they had a a much more of a supporting cast and kind of their depth show uh showed out throughout the series uh i think jimmy butler was the better player in this series if you want to talk about like superstars going at it which was a huge narrative but then last night in that game um I mean, I know Bam Matabayo's stats ended up looking uh, pretty good with 25 points. I felt like the Heat were kind of lacking offensive pop throughout this series. Yeah. Uh, that was a concern for them uh, throughout the season, and it kind of emerged down the stretch where they needed Bam to be more aggressive. He was, you know, still only 12-21, a lot of kind of like mid-range pull-up jumpers against Horford where there wasn't much else to do. Mm-hmm. Jimmy was amazing yet again, but, uh, you know, the supporting cast wore down. Uh, you know, Lowry... Uh, Struce, Vincent, Oladipo, even, you know, those guys that could not come to um, kind of lift up that Jimmy performance to elevate over a great defense like Boston has. And they got, you know, contributions up and down their roster throughout this whole series and some great moments from Jason Tatum as well. And he kind of iced that game out last night. There were periods of Jalen Brown dominance. Marcus Smart played well, though missed a bunch of threes down the stretch. Um, so I think Boston was the better team here. I think it makes sense that they got through. I also liked Miami last night just at home as the underdog, but um, we will see. I mean, it's kind of fascinating. Boston has played many different styles so far in this postseason, uh, going from Brooklyn to Giannis and then to Jimmy, and then now something completely different with with Golden State. So they're kind of going through the full gamut of uh, of opportunity. But for, for you, what, what are you kind of reacting to so far the – this postseason of a lot of parity, LeBron's not in the postseason, no yeah. real super teams. What's kind of your review on the, the parity age of, of the NBA that it seems that we're moving to? Because I, th- I think it's interesting that I, I was, I was kind of left uh, maybe may, not wishing more. Or like, I just wish that I guess I, I wish the Mavericks showed up um, in that series. But um, what yeah. do you kind of make of that? And it looks like where the NBA is headed overall. I think the East, I think you and I, when we talked about the East, when the season started that um, the East, I guess was more wide open than maybe of the West. Um, no, we, we, we talked about Brooklyn. I, I felt like that, you know, the betting market and the, the sports books were putting the Brooklyn Nets as a favorite to get to the, at least the Eastern conference finals and possibly to the NBA playoffs. Right. When you have, players like Kevin Durant and, and Kyrie Irving, maybe that's what they're all just kind of looking at. But when you and I really break it down and see that the roster really wasn't complete around these guys, especially with the trade after James Harden that, and not having Ben Simmons as well, I, I think that, you know, that was kind of the downfall of the Brooklyn Nets. Did we see them getting swept? I surely didn't for sure. I thought that at least it would be a competitive series, but give Boston a lot of credit for what they were able to do against the Brooklyn Nets. You fast forward to the Milwaukee team. I mean, not having Chris Middleton, your second best player, that that's obviously going to take a a big hit towards your team and your and your title odds, right? When you're going up against a healthy team like Boston was, and again, give credit to Milwaukee um, for pushing the series all the way to seven games, or this series going to seven games, I should say, for Boston pushing it to seven games. Um, but not having Chris Melton, especially in the fourth quarter during clutch time, when you need a player like that that can knock down a, you know, that three-point shot or that mid-range jump shot where Giannis is not able to do, I think that's really, really caught up to uh, the Milwaukee Bucks there. But I think the hot topic conversation this morning on the pod we had was that 
a lot of these teams that both the Golden State Warriors faced and the Mil- uh, sorry the Boston Celtics faced dealt with injuries, and I think that yeah. it, it's it's just part of the game that injuries are going to happen, especially when you're at this juncture of the season in the postseason. Those injuries that guys are dealing with throughout the season, it's going to add up. It's going to flare up. You know, we saw it with Jimmy Butler um, all throughout the postseason, but he had a godly effort and really did everything that he could to really get the Miami Heat to the NBA Finals. Um, Milwaukee again. I talked about Chris Middleton um, with 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 the Philadelphia 76ers. We talked about it as well, right? With Joel Embiid having the 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 fracture in the face, and and I think that really hinged on you know the title odds for them. So I mean, long story short, we we, we got to understand that sometimes maybe the healthiest team is going to be in the NBA Finals, um, and I think that's been the case at least in the last two seasons. I'm not discrediting what Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics have been able to do because Boston at at a point could have folded in their last two series. You know, we go back to Milwaukee in game six. They got the victory. They went on to win game seven, game six in this Eastern Conference Finals. The Miami Heat got the victory and they could have easily folded having to win a game seven on the road. I don't think a lot of people realize how difficult that yeah. is to do here, Zach. But I, I think that, you know, the East is going to be a lot more competitive for me. It's going to be a lot more wide open than of the West, because when we talked about the West, we thought about, OK, it's going to be the Golden State Warriors or the Phoenix Suns in my eyes. I think those were the two uh, teams. And we want, we may be having a different conversation, Zach, that if John Moran was able to stay healthy, they could have probably beat the Golden State Warriors. Um, and they may be playing in the NBA Finals right now. So, you know, for me, it, you know, we talk about the injuries. I think the parity is going to be there as we kind of progress through you know, the next couple of years. Um, I don't know how you feel about that, but I think the East is a little more wide open than of the West right now. Yeah, yeah. And – we can go back to this series. I mean, I definitely want to give credit to Boston. They they were the better team, and they kind of outlasted. And honestly, kind of a ho-hum victory last night. I mean, that game wasn't as close as four points, really. Boston was yeah. in control throughout. I think there were no lead changes in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, for Miami, it looks like for them, I thought they kind of maxed out a little bit in this in this series with how well Jimmy was playing. Um, and it seems like there will be some personnel changes for them this offseason. A um, lot of chatter on Heat Twitter last night about, you know, how they can upgrade this roster around Jimmy, who is an aging superstar, but still playing at a top 10 level, uh, 32 years old, but, you know, looked like yeah. looked like a, a, every bit of a top 10 player in this series. So credit yeah. to Miami. I think, I think the better team is advancing in Boston, and it sets up a really intriguing final. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, I want to get your thoughts on this. We talked about this this morning on the uh, NBA Gambling Podcast, and both Zach and I are in the camp that Miami needs to add another star player next to Jimmy Butler or on this roster. And Terrell was saying that, hey, at a, a fully healthy Miami Heat team could compete to win a championship. Uh, and again, the, the injury thing again it's it's in that gray area but did you think or do you think that if this Miami Heat team fully healthy with Jimmy Butler not having the knee issues with Tyler Hero being to be out there that Tyler Hero was possibly the missing piece or do you think that Miami Heat need another star on this team I mean I think I think their limitations were shown in this series especially on the offensive end um having to be that reliant on Jimmy and you know how many players uh for them could kind of be taken out of their groove on one end or the other um, you know, Robinson obviously falling out of the rotation. Yeah. Guys like Vincent Struz, Hero, 
um, Oladipo, you know, up and down productivity, not necessarily knowing like who your closing five is going to be on every on any given night. Not easy. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I mean, they were a game. A, if Jimmy, Jimmy Butler makes that three, like we're not talking about um, can they win a championship? They're going to be in the finals. Uh, so, you know, I think I think they it's one of those questions where do you max out and go all in, take another risk, try to increase your upside even more or trust that you can get back to this point. It's the hardest thing I think for a team to evaluate, like for Miami and Dallas, both teams that lost in the conference finals, like how good were you really? Um, And like, do you need, can you assume a status quo that you'll get back to this point? I think Miami may be a little bit more likely than Dallas, but both conferences are going to load back up. Um, So I think for, for Miami, they're, I, I expect them to make a big move just because, um, you know, everything kind of worked out well this year. You had the game seven at home. You got the one seed. Middleton went down. Uh, you know, Kyrie was down all year, whatever that, whatever that situation was. Uh, Philly wasn't, like, fully formed. So the stars were aligned. You had the game seven at home, missed opportunity. Um, so I, I, will, I bet they do make some sort of move here. But, yeah. uh, you know, to me, I, I would just be looking for a little more of an upgrade on the offensive end. Uh, or, or a guy that can. I mean, I know the big names that have been that have been tied there, like Donovan Mitchell, mm-hmm. um, Bradley Beal, Gordon yeah. Hayward. Like mm-hmm. those types of names, obviously, could be very helpful. So, the question yeah. is, do you do you do you, are you giving up on Tyler Hero? Um, it's hard to evaluate his performance in the series because he was injured. I don't think I, I personally just don't think Tyler Hero can be that second best player on a championship roster. Yeah, uh, I think that you would need. I mean, I don't think that's a hot take, but I think that yeah, having a Donovan Mitchell or you no, know, as watching this series, it just made more. It just made more and more sense that I think Bradley Beal would be a perfect fit on this on this Miami Heat roster, and you know, he's a guy that can buy in on the defensive end, kind of that quote unquote Heat culture that they do have there. It's that tough, gritty defense, and they have guys on this roster, right? I mean, they were one of the better defensive teams, if not one of the best defensive teams in the entire NBA during the regular season and also in the postseason. And I think that if you bring in a, a caliber player like, you know, Donovan Mitchell or Bradley Beal, I think that would kind of separate them um, in the Eastern Conference, right? And and yep. it's going to also depend on what's going to happen with a lot of these other teams. So that's the conversation that we'll have in the East, or sorry, in the offseason once the NBA playoffs are over as the draft kind of approaches as well. But, you know, um, yeah, again, give a lot of credit to the Boston Celtics. Um, you know, we saw Jason Tatum's emotion last night that, hey, yeah. he had the Kobe Bryant, um, uh, the armband on and him embracing uh, Jalen Brown saying that, hey, they thought we couldn't play together. And and the, also with Marcus Smart that, you know, they tried to break up, quote unquote, the family as they were referring to between those three guys. But I also want to give flowers to Al Horford, man. I mean, it's it's incredible to see that after I think it was 120 plus playoff games that he never got to the NBA Finals, he finally gets over that hump, uh, and now is going to be in the NBA Finals taking on the Golden State Warriors. Um, anything else for Boston or the Eastern Conference before we do discuss the Golden State Warriors here, uh, Zach? Uh, what do you think of the Jenny Butler pull up? I was I was okay with it. Um, I think a lot of people are saying that, hey, he could have gotten by Al Horford, but are we really sure he could have gotten by him? Because I feel like Al Horford may have kind of baited him into taking that three-point uh, jump shot. And who knows, even if he would have gotten to the or gotten past him, I'm sure there was help that was, that came from the other side and made his life difficult. Maybe he would have got fouled. There's a lot of what-ifs and shoulda, coulda, wouldas. But, I mean, with Jimmy Butler, the way that he played in this entire series, that if he, if 
he thought that's a shot that he would have made, I would live yeah. and die by Jimmy Butler. I didn't have an issue with it. What about you? Yeah, no, I liked it. I mean, look, it was it was basically wide open. Uh, Al yeah. had had a yeah. hand down in retreat. If yeah. he makes that, I mean, I, that's a it's a I, I like the process. The result wasn't there, but yeah, I'm glad that Boston didn't blow that game because they were seriously in control with the entire way. I thought they were a better team. Right. Um, Miami. I mean, Jimmy Butler playing 48 minutes, complete warrior. So yeah, good good series. Uh, you know, again, uh, that game six was pretty legendary. Um, from Butler in yeah. Boston, and uh, now we we there are two teams left. Uh, going to be one one of the historic franchises or you know most popular franchise going to get another title and uh, be very annoying to the rest of the NBA world for <laughs> next year. Yeah. All right. Before we get over to the Golden State Warriors and the Western Conference side of things, let me tell you guys about when bet and where you can bet these NBA finals. Uh, make sure to get down on wins. $50 win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus with a win bet casino is offering a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. All users can receive a free $20 bet when they win, lose, or push on a three or more leg, build your own bet parlay between Thursday and Saturday. Players can take advantage of the offer on the NBA playoffs. And also, the match is coming to the win. You can bet on it on win bet. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are minus 200 favorites over Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. There's so much to bet from, and all you have to do is download the win bet app or visit winnbet.com to get started today. Offer subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in a state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper too by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you're going to win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason we're excited about over-under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where you can join your buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with a tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. So stop what you're doing and download the Sleeper app now to play their new over-under game and have fun with your friends and make some money. So on your mobile phone, also join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right. Join our squad and get 100% deposit match by going to sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to use promo code SGPNBA to get that first deposit match of up to $100. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, Zach. Uh, the Golden State Warriors headed back to the NBA Finals. This is their sixth, I believe, NBA Finals appearance over the last eight seasons. Um, and I think this is what you really get when you have a healthy uh, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and still have Steph, uh, sorry, uh, Steve Kerr on that sideline. But we've seen some of the young guys really also step up for the uh, Golden State Warriors. Um, their path also to the NBA Finals. Again, we can say that you know injury luck was on their side, uh, but I know they've had the bad injury luck over the last several seasons yep. with Clay Thompson and Steph Curry 
Round one didn't have Jamal Murray and uh, uh, MPJ for the Denver Nuggets. Round two, uh, John Moran got injured. I believe it was after game four. Um, and then they took on a Dallas Mavericks team who kind of said themselves that they probably didn't belong there, but here they were. Um, and I thought that that it would be uh, easy pickings for this Golden State Warriors team against the um, Dallas Mavericks there. But um, what have you kind of seen from the Western Conference uh, in the playoffs and in the postseason here, Zach, and about this Golden State Warriors team now making their return to the NBA Finals for the sixth time over the last eight seasons? Yeah, I mean, I, I think their championship pedigree has shown, and that's going to be a big storyline for the series. The Warriors with all this experience in the finals versus Boston, who I believe has zero finals games uh, from any players that are in their main rotation right now. Yep. So I think that experience for the Warriors that's definitely shown uh, shown out throughout these playoffs with you know their ability to you know get the gentleman sweep before De- against Denver and Dallas, like steal one on the road, just kind of be super efficient winning those series. And then in the, in the Grizzlies series, we saw them kind of. Weather the storm of a hot young team. Um, they kind of stayed the course in that series, like Dylan Brooks, you know, with his foul, like everything that became of that. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of just like stuck their head down and they got back to this point. Uh, you know, I think going into this series, and because we're at this stage, we're so late in the year, I think injuries are a key, key storyline for the, this series. Uh, you know, what is Andre Iguodala's health at? What is Gary Payton's health at yeah. uh, for Golden State? And then for the Celtics, like they have so many guys that are just been banged up. Um, yeah. You know, Smart, Will, uh, Robert Williams, Horford, Tatum. Um, you know, where are they at health wise? So I think all those injuries are going to be very key to kind of see how those shake out. It's good that we have a four day break, but for Golden State, been very impressive so far. These playoffs, uh, you know, they kind of caught some breaks along the way, but they're looking uh, very good and um, they they have shown they've rediscovered the ability to play multiple ways uh, now with the how well Kevin Looney's playing right now mm-hmm. Jordan Poole uh, you know that that element of their team um, has kind of waned and waxed like with the three guard lineup it, we saw that less against Dallas um, and hopefully getting they get Iguodala and Payton back makes them more versatile yeah um, but we will see definitely you know great job by Steve Kerr the leaders are all there Draymond has been amazing and. I don't know. I feel like a, a lot of people have been saying that this that the Celtics match up well with the Warriors. Um, that's kind of been a narrative that I've seen coming out of the coming out of the, the conference finals closing. Um, I did see that the Celtics are the only team with a winning record against the Warriors since the Steph Curry title year. So over the last like eight years, some um, Celtics have played them well. Um, so it's going to be a great matchup. I mean, I think for we have the experience of Golden State, and I think two things that I just circled off the bat is like Boston, their late game execution, uh, like against Miami, that was pretty ugly. I think there's been one player, Zach, that I've really had my eye on on this Golden State Warriors team that nobody's really talked about, and he's getting it done on both sides of the floor, and that's Andrew Wiggins. Like, I don't think yep. that there's been much love for Andrew Wiggins, and he's kind of, you know, settled into a role here where I think that it finally fits him, where, you know, he can contribute 15 to 17 points a night, but again, go out on the opposite side of the team and go out and guard that team's best player. No, he did his best against Luca. I I don't think there's a player right now in the NBA that can say in front of Luca, but he did his best. And I think that's going to be key as well in the NBA playoffs. And I kind of want to give flowers to Andrew Wiggins as well. You mentioned the two injuries, right? Getting Andre Iguodala back and uh, Gary Payton. From what I last read that Gary Payton was on track to come back and play for game one in the NBA finals. Um, and I think that 
you know, I mean, the schedule said that it was going to start on Thursday, no matter what happened, but um, getting him back, I think is going to be really huge for the uh, Golden State Warriors team. And I think we can both agree that this Golden State Warriors team is a lot deeper than of uh, the Boston Celtics and Boston Celtics coming in had, you know, have played what 14 games over the last several weeks here. Um, and you talked about the injuries that they may be dealing with, with Robert Williams, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, uh, Al Horford, what it's going to be, you know, how much do they have left in the tank, but it's the NBA finals now. So it's going to be interesting to see what kind of happens uh, as, as we kind of transpires here uh, getting into the finals, but you mentioned it. I think that one thing that Boston has played this golden state warriors uh, team um better than I guess maybe the rest of the league. But I think when we get into the NBA finals and we're on this type of stage, do we kind of throw that out the book or or do you think there's some validity to that? No, I think there's some validity to it. I mean, they, they match up well with them on paper. Um, Like Marcus Smart, obviously a great person for the Curry matchup. They have Horford to kind of neutralize the Draymond, similar type of player. And then they, and you mentioned Andrew Wiggins, how important he's going to be for this series is because, Boston's strength is kind of their size and strength on the wing with, um, you know, with, with with Tatum and Brown. And then, you know, now bringing Grant Williams into the mix. Like they had these kind of jumbo uh, forwards as well yeah. as Marcus Smart's size compared to the Golden State, who their kind of activity or, you know, the, the core of their roster is based at the one, two, and then Draymond at the five. So it's interesting to kind of have the Celtics who are so, uh, you know, big and strong on the wing versus this Warriors team that I think has been seen in the past a little more finesse team, um, you know, at that wing position. Uh, now Andrew Wiggins is going to have to step up and take that Tatum matchup on from game one. He did well in the Luka matchup, uh, had a great series there. It's letting him to continue playing well. And then that's why it's just so big for um, to maybe get some minutes out of Iguodala or, or Otto Porter, even, you know, he, his health is up in the air. Gary Payton, like another guy you can throw out there yeah. in one of these wing matchups if Wiggins isn't, you know, the panacea that he needs to be. Um, and and then, yeah, Marcus Smart on Curry as well. So, you know, what do you kind of make of the Warriors? We, I guess we can turn to Celtics offensively, just bringing up that Wiggins conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, will – Will Boston pick apart your Jordan Pools like they did to Tyler Hero, you know, and gain Max Struess and Gabe Bitson? Like, how how do you think the Warriors are going to uh, defend the Celtics uh, in this series? Are you expecting a big offensive series for the Celtics and any players in particular? Yeah, I think the one key that we just touched on was getting obviously Gary Payton back. I think that's absolutely huge uh, for the uh, Golden State Warriors. Right, he's one of your best perimeter defenders, I guess we can say. Um, but is the size going to be an issue for Gary Payne trying to maybe, I don't know who's going to be guarding. Is it going to be Jalen Brown? I don't, I don't think that he has the size to keep up with Gary, uh, sorry, with uh, Jason Tatum. I see more of Andrew Wiggins type of player that's going to be guarding Jason Tatum, or even, you know, you go, you could throw Draymond into that uh, mix as well. For me, I wanted to ask you about this as well, is that we've seen that the Golden State Warriors, we don't have the size up front. Um, I guess to defend or even rebound, but they've done an, they've done an absolutely fantastic job in this postseason rebounding the basketball. And Kevon Looney has been outstanding for them rebounding the basketball. There's a game, I think it was game seven or sorry, game six, where he had 22 rebounds against Memphis, and then in, in a couple series or in a couple games against Dallas, where he had 10 or more rebounds. How do you kind of make out the the front court? Um, how do you make out the front court matchup? between Robert Williams and Al Horford and Kevon Looney 
and how do you see that kind of playing out? Because I felt like that when I was looking at this match of that, I felt like Boston really had the advantage up front uh, with Robert Williams and Al Horford. But when I kind of looked at the numbers and how the re- how well the Golden State Warriors were rebounding, um, I felt like that maybe that kind of been neutralized. But how do you kind of see that front court matchup playing out? Yeah, it'll be interesting. And um, can the Warriors go small as much as they want? The Celtics did. They they try to stay big against Miami. Uh, I think you know the Warriors. It kind of comes down to Draymond and Looney. Um, yeah. Celtics have multiple bodies that can throw out there. They can play a multitude of ways. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, th- I think Horford is a guy who's shown a lot this postseason. Like, it, it, how how are these guys going to look against Draymond? Um, and also for for uh, for Boston, like their ability to protect the rim with size, that's going to be huge. I mean, if Curry and Poole can can get breakdowns at the point of attack and get to the rim, they're going to see a lot more rim protection than they've seen in these past couple series with guys like Robert Williams, Al Horford manning the, manning that bucket. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to be like a five out, you know, Jaron Jackson's nowhere to be found, wide open layups. Um, you know, people are you're going to have to go finish above or around, um, you know, Al Horford or Robert Williams. So I like Boston's size in this series. The question for me is, can Golden State? I think I think this is going to be a Golden State going small series more than a Looney series. Um, okay in terms of like which team is going to impose themselves stylistically. I think, you know, Miami played small a lot. Boston didn't necessarily go with it. Like, you know, Miami by necessity, their personnel with playing Jimmy Butler at the four a lot, PJ Tucker as another big, um, but Boston still found time to play all their bigs. Like even if Robert Williams isn't healthy, I could still see Tice getting some minutes in this series. Um, But I I think, I think the direction of this series is going to be going smaller uh, for Golden State, try to create space and then, allow for because if, if if they don't have uh you know well spaced floor i just don't really see how golden state's going to score effectively in this series um you know if they're playing two bigs and then steph curry is not able to break down marcus smart at the point of attack like where are their advantage is going to come from i think it's going to be difficult so um yeah i i i think draymond's gonna have a great series obviously he's draymond green he, he's, he's not going to be denied in terms of playing well in the finals but i do think boston's strength inside is, is going to be good for them and you know a chance to get up on the glass and be physical and then, you know, prevent the Warriors team from getting easy layups. Yeah. I think that kind of ties into for Boston. We saw they had a lot of turnover issues in that series of Miami, um, especially in the games that they lost. They're going to have to cut that down majorly against the Warriors because the Warriors, once they start getting out and running, get open threes and transition, that's how they, that's how they can really get going. If it's, if it's a half court game, I could see Golden State having trouble scoring at times um, unless, unless they're just, you know, going ridiculously crazy from three, but I do like Boston size in this game. Yeah, I think that was one of the things that when he you know, found out Boston was going, I think that's the first thing that kind of stuck out to me for uh, this matchup. But I feel like that we're going to see a lot of Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, and Clay Thompson on the floor at the same time because, like you mentioned, that they are going to stop Steph Curry, that you're going to need another guy like a Jordan Poole that can create his own shot and yep. also knock down you know, a three-point shot again. And I think I think a lot of hinges on Clay here for me as well. I mean, Clay has been absolutely fantastic in home games so far for the Golden State Warriors. I need to see that translate on the road for him as well. And again, I think this might be a spot where he does kind of step up uh, for the Golden State Warriors. So it's, you know, pretty much is, it is also the wall sign for the uh, uh, both teams here. And I, I do like the point that you made. I think that Golden State has also struggled with turnovers in this series or throughout yeah. the postseason. So I think whichever team does the best job of number one, protecting the ball and, and not having as many turnovers. And number two, which team is going to, 
um, create points off of those turnovers. I think that might kind of be the differentiating factor in this uh, in this series between these two teams here in the NBA Finals. Zach, you have anything anything else uh, from the Golden State Warriors or the Western Conference you want to stick out before I actually do get your predictions? Yeah, uh, definitely think that the Warriors are gonna they're gonna be committed to like letting letting guys shoot right we've seen that like when they they they're very willing to load their defense up to one guy like i think they're going to be very willing to load up on tatum and say like okay like marcus smart Derek white al horford grant williams like they're going to let them take and make open threes if that's the way they're going to lose this series so i think you know how those guys shoot if if, if we get another one of the series like Derek white goes one of eight on threes like that yeah. could be a win for the warriors and if he ends up going five of eight which is like it's completely just like up to randomness, right? And I think that's kind of a big say in this series is if they do load up to Tatum, I mean, maybe Wiggins can handle that matchup without much help. Um, but if they have to load their defense up to, to one way or another, you know, our, our guys are possibly going to hit open threes off of that. Um, and then, yeah, I think also just a, a variable is that like Boston has shown they can win on the road. Uh, they've also shown they're vulnerable at home. So I think to this series, I don't necessarily expect like a 2-2, 1-1-1, game seven at home for golden state. Like I, I think there's a good chance. Like I, I think Boston could go into the chase center and win. I think golden state can go into TD garden and win. So um, I don't necessarily expect a linear series here. What do you think of this price? I mean, I, I feel like there's a lot of optimism for Boston, but at the same time, surprised to find them as an underdog in this series. Um, that's kind of the way I'm leaning. Although I, I don't really know if I want to pick against the golden state team. I, I, I have a hard time. I have a hard time just squaring kind of what I've seen with people talking about the matchup and how it Boston matches up well with Golden State without Golden State being this minus 160 favorite. I'm curious your reaction to that line. Yeah. Um, I, I can't get behind. I, I, initially, when I, saw, when I saw Boston win last time, my gut was telling me, hey, I think Boston has um, could win the NBA finals or, or, or win, win this game. I'm sorry, uh, or, you know, win the trophy in the NBA finals. But today when I kind of sat back and kind of dug into the numbers and looked at the matchups, it was really difficult for me to see this Boston team beating Golden State. Because as of this morning, I was leading Boston. I'm still going back and forth right now. But I just feel like the difference for me is, number one, going to be the difference of the championship experience that this Golden State Warriors team has, right? When your top three are still intact between Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green, and you still have Steve Kerr on that sideline, that may be the difference. But I, uh, the point that you just made there, Zach, about both teams can go into the opposing team's building and get a victory. Yeah. I, I think that's going to maybe be the difference here uh, as well. And, we saw Boston do it in the Eastern Conference Finals. What they got three victories on in South Beach on Miami's home floor, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. So again, they're not afraid to you know go into opposing team building in victory. And again, I think this kind of goes back to my point that these are two of the better defensive teams. And I've always said this in any sport. I think defense travels, right? Yep. And I think that um, you know again, I'm expecting this series to be a one-one split going into Game Three. I think. Golden State gets game one. I think that if you're a Boston believer, that might be your buy price to get into uh, on Boston at that point. And then if you do like Golden State in this world, maybe find a serious prediction of, hey, Golden State wins game one and they win um, the series as well. So there's different ways that you can attack it uh, for this um, for this NBA finals. But anything else uh, there, Zach? 
Uh, no, I, I would say for a pick, I'm, I'm going to go with Boston in seven. Okay. All right. Uh, I think it's going to be a back and forth pendulum swinging series. And I think uh, Boston gets it done in, in seven games. I, I think, I, I, I think that they will have some slight, slightly more advantages in their ability to score. I think both teams will kind of have each other figure it out on that end for a little bit of the series. Okay. Um, and to me, the, the question is, if, if Steph Curry can't go nuclear in this series, I may feel different about it. But, like, there, I just don't necessarily know if he has that in him against a defense of this caliber with Derek White and Marcus Smart, two very uh, very good matchups to throw on him. I think Boston gets enough in four games uh, and close them out in a game seven on the road. But can't wait for this series. I think we're going to learn a lot about, you know, Steph Curry's place in history, Jason Tatum's place coming up as he gets older in the NBA. Uh, lot to like about this matchup, and Ime Udoka, rookie head coach, much maligned early in the season, comes back, and now you know, getting all the praise possible over Steve Kerr, multi-time championship winner as a player and a coach. So, great narratives and pump up for this series. Yeah, I mean, I think the series is it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, I, I'm still tinkering between do I like Boston, do I like Golden State, because I feel like you can make cases for both sides and. You know, and I think this was a great breakdown of the X's and O's that that are going to happen uh, in this series uh, between both of these squads. Because again, like I said, you can make a case for both sides where you think Golden State or sorry Boston has the advantage up front, but on the perimeter, you know, does with three with the quote unquote the death lineup that the Golden State Warriors may have. Um, that you know, is that going to give them an advantage? Again, we talk about the finals experience that. Um, the Golden State Warriors have, and now you have a rookie head coach on the biggest stage in his first year in the NBA Finals. Is you know, is he going to be able to embrace that moment and, and make those adjustments uh, as the series kind of goes along? So this series is going to be a lot of fun. But before we wrap up, let me tell you guys about maybe some athletic greens some of these injured players can use. And we're brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, holes, Food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And last but not least, we're also brought to you by IP Vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why we at SGPN use IP, IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use, and all you have to do is tap one button, and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So, 
Go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. All right, Zach. So you got Boston in six, or you said Boston in seven? Yep. Uh, give me a finals MVP, my man. Jay. <laughs> It's gonna have to be on the back of JT, right? It's like one, I of know, J- like, one of the J's. I wanted to say Brown. I felt like Brown should have got the Jason Tatum for Finals MVP. I want to get your thoughts on this before we get out of here. I felt like J- Jalen Brown should have got the Eastern Conference Finals MVP. Yeah, I mean he he was uh he had he had he had a great series. I like his game a lot. I feel like he's kind of falling under the radar as like behind Tatum with all the hype that Tatum's gotten, but Jalen yeah. Brown just as good. You know, he's like a Robin type wing scorer. I like his game a lot. I thought Jimmy Butler was the best player in that series. So I did, I, I didn't want to get too fearless about the whole conference finals MVP. That seems like it'll become more of a thing going forward. So it's, you know, good to have more awards to debate and, you know, maybe bet on in the future, but I didn't have too much of an issue with Tatum. I mean, he, he kind of, he kind of did uh carried him home. He had that, obviously the iconic uh, fall away, where he shook Jimmy Butler, hit that switch from the mid range. That kind of was a dagger in that game last night. So yeah, no issue there. Um, but yeah, Thursday night, right? I mean, we got, we got a couple of days off. I know you have baseball, but yeah. I'll be catching up on reading, uh, you know, reading up on all I can before the series, listening to podcasts and just getting ready for, to be as smart as possible about these two teams before Thursday night. Hopefully we got a, you know, great series. Yeah, 100%. Full week of content coming uh, yep. on SGPN uh, covering the NBA uh, NBA Finals. Uh, I'll be dropping a uh, NBA Finals preview on the website, so look out for that as well. But we're going to be here all week long and all throughout the NBA uh, Finals, so hopefully it's a, it's a great, fun series. We're definitely looking forward to it, Zach. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, that's going to be it for the uh, NBA Gambling Podcast for this edition uh, like I mentioned, we'll be back here all throughout the week uh, for the NBA play. Uh, sorry, NBA Finals. Zach, anything else you want to get off your chest, my man, and let the people know where they can find you, brother? Yeah, get me on. Uh, <laughs> call me brother. Buddy, I'm combined. <laughs> I combined buddy. brother and buddy there. There you go. I'm just like, yeah, we're. Uh, yeah, get me on Twitter at NBA Zach B. Pumped. I'm pumped for that preview. Uh, looking forward to reading that on the website and uh, in the Slack channel uh sg.pn slash slack uh again the nba channel one more series to go but uh, been a long season i remember you know breaking down a random tuesday night slate uh you know back in november and now we're yeah. here warrior celtics and uh we'll, we will crown a champion here yep and before we know we'll be in the off season talking about when we talk about the nba draft as well and off season before we know it, the season's going to be here again so uh nba never sleeps right zach so uh definitely yep. excited for the off season conversations as well all right thank you so much zach for joining me we'll be back next week uh probably be what two games in uh when we're discussing um uh next tuesday night well thursday game one and i believe sunday is uh game two of the nba finals uh good luck with your bets throughout this week uh again me terrell and uh scott will be back on wednesday with our official nba finals picks predictions and all that good stuff so definitely look out for that uh let's break these books off and let it ride. Ba-da-ba-da-da.